0: Welcome to A Fork in Time, the alternate history podcast. Welcome back to A Fork in Time, the Alternate History Podcast. I'm Don Shelley, your host. Appreciate you taking the time to join us for our episode today. Today on A Fork in Time, we're going to take an historical what if journey that involves the sport of baseball. For those of you that know me in real life or have been listeners to the podcast, you know that baseball is one of my passions in terms of sports, not the only sport that I follow, but one that I have a tremendous amount of passion for and one that has a rich history. On the podcast today we're going to take a look though at one of I think one of the more interesting things that we could consider in the history of baseball and that's what might have happened if the 1919 Black Sox scandal had not come to light. Uh, For those of you who are not fans of baseball, certainly for our international listeners uh, who may not be familiar with the sport, uh, Major League Baseball has been played in the United States for somewhere now on the order of about 150 years. One of the major events in the history of the game, aside from the actual game itself, though, is the 1919 World Series. Uh, That being the championship that is played between the two different leagues represented in baseball in the United States, that's the National League and the American League, And in the 1919 World Series, the American League representative was the Chicago White Sox, a team which had had a very solid season that year, had found themselves in the series facing the team from the National League, which was the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds were an older franchise, but in 1919, that particular year, the White Sox were heavily favored to win the World Series. And so when they lost the World Series to the Cincinnati Reds, a best of nine series, Uh, it was something of a surprise. It certainly was something that was not anticipated, and the underdog had overcome to defeat the favorite. However, it was discovered and came to light shortly after the series that the reason, or one of the reasons, why the Reds have been able to beat the White Sox was that uh, at least possibly eight players on the White Sox had been paid by gamblers to intentionally lose the series. And so as a result of that, The Reds were able to be victorious, and the White Sox uh, for 1919, who uh, had been the team that had been favored to win, became known as the Black Sox because of being involved in a scandal where they had intentionally thrown the championship series. For purposes of the podcast and the alternate timeline, we're not going to consider a situation where the White Sox didn't throw the series and actually would have won it, that's Well, an interesting thing to consider, that's not really a a major difference or a major change in terms of the impact overall of uh, something different happening from the 1919 Black Sox scandal. Also not going to assume that they lost but did not uh, take the money. In other words, that there was no scandal to begin with. Uh, The approach that I'm going to take today in terms of looking at an alternate timeline is there was, in fact, cheating. They did, in fact, lose the series as a result of the influence of gamblers, but that that did not immediately come to light. Uh, so in the alternate timeline I'd like to consider today, uh, there still is a 1919 World Series where the Cincinnati Reds defeat the Chicago White Sox, the quote-unquote famed Black Sox. However, we don't immediately know that the result is as coming from... Uh, The White Sox players or some of their players being on the take and throwing the series at the behest of gamblers, but we do find that out eventually. So I'm going to give an idea that maybe it would have been a couple of years later. So let's say around 1925 that we find out that the 1919 World Series was in fact influenced by gambling as the White Sox, who were heavily favored to win, had in fact taken money to intentionally lose the series, or at least some of their players have, particularly key players. And this does come to light in 1925. So that is going to be our alternate timeline, is the scenario where there is still the cheating, but the cheating is not immediately known and comes to light later. So as we often do here on A Fork in Time, it's important for us to explore the historical what did, what actually did happen, so we can better understand and have the, the groundwork as we explore the historical what if. So in the real timeline of history, the 1919 series is won by the Cincinnati Reds over the Chicago White Sox, and it's actually in the fairly shortly after the series that the scandal comes to light, but it's a couple of years actually before the White Sox stand trial and actually are eventually acquitted. Uh, by a jury in Chicago, <laughs> uh, the jury in Chicago not willing to uh, to actually find guilty their uh, their heroes, their White Sox. Despite the fact, though, that they are acquitted uh, in the jury trial, uh, what does actually happen in the real timeline of baseball is that they are actually banned from baseball by the newly appointed commissioner of baseball. That would be Judge Kennethaw Mount Landis. And as we look at the historical what-ifs, uh, we'll spend actually a pretty good amount of time thinking through the impact of Judge Landis on the game, on baseball as an institution in the United States, uh, bec- from his appointment as commissioner and on through the next several decades. Landis is sought out and becomes the commissioner as a result of the need to restore a level of credibility to Major League Baseball. Uh, while the Black Sox scandal certainly is the most public of scandals involving gamblers and influences on the game and possibly the outcomes of games not being genuine uh, based purely upon the uh, the capabilities of the players, uh, Landis is a federal judge. In fact, he's both a federal judge and the commissioner of baseball for some period of time. He holds both jobs. He doesn't stop being a federal judge just to be the commissioner of baseball. But he's brought into the game uh, to send a clear signal that uh, baseball is going to be a quote unquote clean game. And in fact, before Landis's appointment to the position of commissioner, uh, baseball had been governed through a sort of a commissioner board, a governing board that was composed of uh, the various league and association presidents. So each of the two leagues, which were separate institutions at the time, the American League and the National League, each had a president. Uh, but the owners of the leagues, uh, while they did have some responsibility towards the league and towards the league president, were very much still empowered and were sort of uh, still very much the influencing power in the game. In fact, if you go back and look, and I'll include some links in the the podcast notes, in the show notes uh, to some various historical sources, you'll often see that one of the reasons potentially for the the players for the White Sox being so willing uh, to participate in something other than just the pure financial gain was that uh, they felt that they were not appreciated and were underpaid uh, by the owner of the White Sox, that would be Charles Comiskey. And so again, Landis's appointment as commissioner alters the structure of baseball's management. Now there's an independent person who's not an owner, who is not necessarily a former owner or directly beholden to the owners and the interests of the league, uh, who who comes in as an outsider. And Landis very much, when he takes the job because they are desperate to have someone come in and provide the uh, the restoration of credibility to the game, is able to dictate terms such that he is given wide latitude and strong powers uh, to act, quote-unquote, in the best interest of the game. And he exercises those powers very quickly, uh, with one of his first acts actually being banning the eight players who were involved in the scandal. And so Landis becoming commissioner is certainly directly the result of the Black Sox scandal, and so that's an important part of the real timeline of history. So one of the first departures to think about if there's a delay in uh, the uh, the Black Sox scandal coming to light is that we may not have seen the same type of reaction uh, to the game. And so what we might have seen there is there might not have been Uh, The effort to bring in Landis, Landis might not have been available. They might have chosen a different route to try to restore credibility to the game. Because what I will hypothesize, if there's a delay in the revelation of of the 1919 series being illegitimate in the sense that gamblers had an influence on the outcome is that there would have been subsequent series, there would have been more games between 1919 and, again, my example of 1925 when the scandal comes to light that would also have been influenced by gamblers. There might not have been a single World Series, the 1919 World Series, but there may have been all of the series from 1919 say, through 1925 that would have been influenced by gamblers. And so the scandal would have been much bigger than it was. It was a big scandal, just the one series that had been impacted. But it may have been the culmination of the realization that the sport had been quote-unquote crooked for a number of years and that fans had not seen the outcomes that they thought they saw. They had seen the outcomes that had been scripted as a result of money funneling into the game through gamblers. So one potential, again, path of this alternate timeline is that the governance of Major League Baseball as we know it would have been different. Uh, There might not have been a commissioner. uh, There might have been a very different structure. There might have been uh, congressional or legal investigations by authorities that led to some type of governance of the game being imposed upon baseball, uh, for example, by Congress or by an agreement to avoid prosecution. Uh, that simply didn't need or didn't become necessary as a result of baseball's decision, the owner's decision, to invite in what was viewed as being an impartial and fair outside party in the case of Judge Landis, who became the commissioner to take on that role. Uh, Baseball, if you will, chooses to police itself or alter its own structure for the benefit of maintaining credibility. In a delayed revelation and perhaps a much larger a more widespread understanding that the game has been corrupt. There may have been a different structure that would have been imposed upon the game, which would have resulted in a different way of the game being governed moving forward. And certainly the personality of Landis, who's a big, important personality for a number of years moving forward, even past the Second World War, would not have been there. And so we may have seen a different way that baseball would have progressed in the major league level in the United States. Actually, one of the interesting things to consider in a scenario where Landis is not the commissioner of baseball is there are a number of baseball historians who believe that what would eventually become the integration of the game in 1947 uh, was delayed or set back as a result of Landis, who was a Southerner, uh, being in the position of commissioner. And while not openly opposed, Uh, to the integration of the game behind the scenes in another way supporting those interests in the game owners and others who were opposed integration so one of the potential historical what-ifs that uh, can be considered if you buy into what a number of baseball historians believe is that Landis was one of the factors that allowed a delay in the the integration of the game and so if you don't have uh, Judge Landis in the position of commissioner it is potentially possible that under a different scenario and potentially under a situation where the league has been a league in scandal, question about the um, sincerity and the validity of the uh, of the white ball players that make up the major leagues, where you might have seen a scenario where in the 1930s, because of a combination of factors, it may have been possible to explore some form of integration in the game. And so, again, landis as an individual force of personality might have had an impact on that, and so that's one of the potential historical what-ifs or one of the changes that would happen down the what-if timeline. Uh, The other possibility is that just the very fact of the scandal itself and the game needing to save itself and do other things to uh, alter its popularity and alter its credibility could have led to an earlier segregation of Major League Baseball. If you're interested in a little bit of a better understanding of the uh, the role of uh, integration in Major League Baseball, I would highly encourage checking out Episode 7 of the podcast, uh, 42 Revisited, uh, where we have an extended discussion about another scenario where baseball may have become uh, desegregated and at an earlier point become integrated. Uh, Ryan Cole joins me for that for that particular episode, and it's one of my favorites, actually, that's in our archive or in our library. And actually, part of what's contained there in that thought sort of what the alternative course of the league as a whole would have been, or baseball as a whole, is actually to me one of the more intriguing concepts to think about going down an alternate timeline. Baseball, despite the scandal in 1919, in 1920 uh, continues its rise to prominence. Part of that is the result of the introduction to what we know as the live ball era, which simply means that the baseball construction was changed in such a way that home runs became more prolific, and there was a lot less of what baseball fans call small ball bunting and defense and, and, and uh, tight games. Two-to-one type scores became less the norm as uh, baseball became something that was more offensive-oriented and thus more exciting for a lot of fans. Of course, this is also the era of Babe Ruth, uh, the famous slugger rising to prominence, and um, and the rise of the New York Yankees and other major franchises, uh, 1920s is one of the boom times for baseball after the scandal and coming back from the scandal, and, of course, after uh, World War I. That's the other connection sort of to 1919. That's one year after the end of the First World War, and as the United States is going through the economic explosion of the 1920s, uh, baseball is a big part of what's booming and growing. If the scenario happens in the middle of that boom and in the middle of that growth, uh, suddenly there's this extended, much larger scandal, the 1925 Black Sox scandal, if you will, or the betting scandal in baseball. It's interesting to think about what that may have meant for the credibility of the sport in general and what might have taken its place. So if baseball loses its credibility, let's say in the mid to late 20s, and uh, its fans become disenchanted with the fact that the games have been fixed or there's a concern about the games being fixed. It's interesting to think through what might have been the alternative sports that would have risen to prominence. Certainly in the 1920s, football is on the rise. College football, then later after that, professional football is becoming more prevalent. And so football was already taking a hold in the American sports landscape. Uh, but things that were also going in the 1920s that not a lot of people think about could have also taken hold. For example, in the 1920s, there was a growing and burgeoning United States Soccer League. While contained in the northeastern part of the United States, the uh, the ASL, as it was known, uh, was actually growing and was becoming quite prominent. Uh, immigrants that had come to the United States that were familiar with the game from, from Europe and other parts of the world uh, were making it popular. And so there actually would have been potential, a period of time there, in the vacuum, and that's the way that I'll sort of describe what this might be, in the vacuum that may have been created by a a baseball that had lost its credibility, something else might have been able to rise to prominence. And one of the interesting things to think about is that something else might have been just an earlier version of professional football or a much larger Uh, imprint for American football being part of that, or the other thing that might have taken place is what our international listeners and others would know as football, what we call soccer, could have been something that would have risen, and so it's interesting to think about the concept that in the 1920s and the 1930s there's a growth in the sport of soccer such that as time progresses forward, the United States is not playing catch-up with the rest of the world in terms of being a soccer power or a nation that has a large soccer fandom, but could have been that much earlier. And so it's easy to imagine a United States that would have been a prominent player in the world soccer arena, uh, beginning with the World Cups and beginning with other things that were growing in terms of international soccer. uh, If baseball had not been there to take athletes into baseball, Uh, If baseball had not been there to take the money and the prestige of franchise ownership and the other things for professional leagues, it's possible that soccer would have arisen as one of the sports that would have filled that gap or filled that void. So under that scenario, instead of the World Series being the most popular sporting event in the United States that includes the World World, you might have imagined a scenario where the World Cup would actually be the event, just like it is in most of the rest of the world, that America's sports fans would turn to. As far as one of the other actual changes on the structure of the game itself is uh, the arrival of a commissioner did lessen the power of the owners and the hold that the owners had over the game. Uh, it's interesting to think that if the owners had been able to survive the scandal... If baseball had survived and uh, the integrity could have somehow been restored, but there would have been no commissioner uh, because of the delayed uh, scenario here that we've talked about. Uh, It's interesting to think about how the league might have evolved in terms of how the financials might have evolved. Uh, The owners were very much uh, beholden to maintaining their position, maintaining their ability to control players, and so it's easier to imagine much more of an antagonistic scenario that would have arisen between players and ownership. Again, if you go back and read some of the books that have been written and some of what baseball historians have said about the scandal itself, a lot of it had to do with the fact that uh, the players felt that they were underappreciated and underpaid and uh, were at the mercy of the owners when it came to uh, the finances. So part of it was about taking money from the gamblers for the sake of taking money, but part of it was about uh, getting back potentially at the owners. Uh, That's one of the things that's portrayed often in terms of uh, Comiskey, the owner of the White Sox, Uh, being one of the uh, most cost-conscious owners or one who wanted to take advantage most of the situation with the players. And so again, under a scenario where the whole thing evolves differently, there's not a commissioner. The commissioner, again, being one of the main things that comes as a result of the scandal and the attempt to restore credibility. If it had come together in a different way, you may have seen a much stronger uh, role for owners retained in the game, and that could have led to labor unrest. And so one possibility might be more strikes and more labor uh, um, going back and forth between ownership and labor in terms of what the fate of the game would be. Uh, you might have seen the scenario where owners would have been more willing, again, to integrate, to bring in uh, black ball players as a way of uh, having more control, potentially, over the game and over the financial resources of the game. And so you could have seen a very different evolution of the finance of baseball moving forward if the scandal had played out a different way and there had not been uh, a quick move to bring in a commissioner to restore the integrity, or if there had just been a different way that the owners would have responded in terms of maintaining their position in the game as they tried to restore integrity to the game because of a a later scandal. Finally, the last thing to think about just as an alternative part of the timeline is how some things that are in popular culture may have been changed. In 1989, the movie Field of Dreams uh, features... uh, one of the White Sox, that's Shoeless Joe Jackson, the one who was uh, uh, perhaps not as involved in the scandal, if uh, some stories are are to be believed, and certainly was a Hall of Fame caliber player who was involved in the scandal, but was nonetheless banned from the game as a result of being one of the the eight White Sox who were implicated in the scandal. And so the 1989 movie uh, has the character Shoeless Joe being the one that comes to visit... um, The character that's played by Kevin Costner, Ray Kinsella, in the in his cornfield and the building of the ballpark that's there. So we have this uh, very iconic film. If you build it, they will come. Is of course the phrase I think that has slipped into popular culture there that most people be familiar with relates back to um, the idea of building the baseball field in the cornfield is going to bring Shoeless Joe Jackson and the and the Black Sox to be able to come back and play. And so. Uh, the connection there between the actual scandal and something that uh, finds itself in the popular culture and then a popular movie and a well-known thing that even non-baseball fans have some familiarity with would not exist if the Black Fox scandal had played out in a different way. So uh, just some of the interesting things to think about in terms of if there had been – uh, not no Black sock scandal, but a different way of the 1919 Black sock scandal playing playing itself out and how that might have had an impact not only on baseball and its evolution, but also might just have had an impact on the evolution of sports in general in the United States. And again, when we might find ourselves uh, truly as a soccer nation uh, instead of uh, baseball being America's pastime. So again, we thank you for joining us today on A Fork in Time, the Alternative History Podcast. As so We've taken this little walk down an alternative uh, History for Baseball, and just remind you as we're closing out the show here that uh, there's lots of ways that you can give us feedback for the podcast. All of those can be found on our website. That's at www.aforkintimepodcast.com. The opportunity is there to provide commentary, to suggestions for uh, topics for episodes, Uh, just a lot of ways to, uh, to give us information about what you find of interest, what you like and what you don't like about the podcast. We'd certainly love to hear from you. One of things we would encourage you to do is uh, to give us ratings and to leave us reviews on the various podcatchers uh, that exist out there. So that could be iTunes, that could be uh, Google Podcasts, it could be uh, the various places, Stitcher, the other places, that uh, Spotify, the other places that you can find the podcast and where our podcast uh, archives are hosted in addition to the website. And so we would encourage you to go and leave a rating and go and leave a review. We'd appreciate your feedback in that way. And, of course, there on our website, you can also get a link to our Patreon page if you'd like to support the podcast financially, help offset, while the costs are not large, help offset some of the negligible costs of having the podcast in existence, and we would appreciate that support, whatever you might be able to provide. So once again, we say thank you for joining us here on A Fork in Time, the Altar History Podcast, and we look forward to hopefully hearing from you and having you be a part of the next episode. Have a great day. for listening to A Fork in Time. The Alternate History Podcast. Join us next time.